What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday. Shit, what month is it? October 28th. <laughs> Still October. And you have found the Pitwheels and Ivy podcast. Often imitated, never duplicated. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Guys, you know, like Kevin and uh, obviously me, we know that it's been a pretty crappy year for the Cubs. But there's always the Mets make you feel a lot better so we got yeah, that. we'll get into that circus a little bit and the good reverend k fids uh yeah i hope you guys you know it's, it's halloween weekend coming up so i'm really you know to get into the festive mood um i'm actually i'll be in san diego this weekend dressed as a guy that may have lived on the west coast at some point uh i think we'll be dressed up like my sock summer uh for halloween on, on saturday night down in san diego so uh i hope that i I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta grow a little bit more hair chest, get a little bit more in the calves, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was letting you go on that one. But I just couldn't, so I felt like yep. I was just coming down the freeway till you find the next exit, and then you're like, ah, okay, I can finally get it. You over. started it. I was just gonna. You know, we're in the off season now, so I'm just going to let you fly, big dog. Just you know, I thought we were going to do this. Didn't we say we were going to do this podcast and we were all going to dress up for Halloween for this episode as the 108 guys? I thought we talked about that. We briefly discussed it, but it never went past a one-time discussion. Or was that me just talking with Aloha about dressing up like Golden Girls? Oh, I, I don't have enough beady babies. It could be both. Um, so, yeah, welcome to off-season podcasting, everyone. Uh, <laughs> so today's episode, though, we do want to talk about a little bit about the World Series because there are some lessons to be learned from the teams currently still playing here in October. That's why they make wigs, Beef. Um, we're going to talk about off-season. It's time to start making those off-season wish lists. Uh, who you want to go after. There's already rumors starting to fly around. People are just throwing shit against the wall, seeing what sticks. Um, so we'll kind of dive into that a little bit. And I have a feeling that this show is going to go in a lot of different directions throughout the course of the show. So buckle up, stay with us, and uh, yeah, let's tap this cake. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy. As always, the show is brought to you by us. Make sure that we you use the pin comment at the top of the at Pinwheels Ivy Twitter account. If you want to support the show, you guys have been crazy generous already up until this point, and we really appreciate that. Maybe with some of the money, I could buy a light that doesn't make me look like a fucking Casper. Um, and it's natural. Yeah, it's all natural. This, this is definitely all natural. Are Southside you Irish Polak complexion. Are you um, planning on 
taking the Ark of the Covenant and opening that up to get that perfect right. hand? Or? Kamal Ali. What did he say? No, that's that's a Molaram. Sorry. But no, we really appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys very much for all that. And then you can all, we still have the merch store. There's still a link to that. You guys can go and buy it. It's starting to get cold as shit in mm-hmm. Chicago. So go get yourself a hoodie because you know goddamn well men in Chicago don't wear jackets. We just put two hoodies on. So <laughs> go buy that second hoodie or it could be a work hoodie. I don't really give a shit. Just go buy a hoodie. Um, if you're listening on the West Coast where me and Aldo are at, just go buy a T-shirt. It's yeah, like a long sleeve for the slight chill that might for be. For the chilly 50 then, degree days. Oh, fuck off. It's like 50 degree. I was like, sweet. I could take my kid for a walk. It's really, I'm just wondering, how do I get this off of like European tourists in Florida light? Like, this is like brutal, dude. <laughs> hey, so, I mean, it was pretty chilly in the morning. I had to walk my dog. It was like 55 degrees. I know. Just, I wore a, a sweatshirt. What are to school today? I go, <laughs> glad you survived, although. I mean, the sleeves were rolled up, but. Um, so I wanted to start, though. One of the things that was addressed, and it was glaring towards the end of the White Sox season, and especially in the postseason, was how. How do I want to put this? Some of the whites. I'm not putting this all on Han either. I'm going to say the White Sox front office. I'm not going to say Han. That's unfair. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. Some of the White Sox acquisitions at the uh, trade deadline didn't really pan out. Kimbrell, he was all right. I don't think he was as bad as people like to put it on, but he wasn't good. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, not great. Uh, Tempera was good. Uh, I mean, but the one thing that keeps getting one for three, yeah, one for three. I mean, there's guys in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but uh, <laughs> Kimball did suck. I mean, no, yeah, Kimball Kim, Kim, was bad, Kimbrough like, was it didn't matter what Kimball yeah. did in the regular season, Kimbrough's they brought bad. him on because he was supposed yeah. to be a second lockdown reliever and he yeah. was <laughs> and it was supposed to be like this two-headed dragon between Kimbrel and Hendricks and it just never really never really panned out uh they were I mean oh we are 100% we are beating the shit out of the hindsight drum right now I understand that but uh something anytime you watch the world series and yes I'm going to start my ramble now MSS lick my balls anytime you watch the world series like a certain narratives just continue to get pounded and pounded and pounded into your head. And the thing about the Braves that they keep bringing up and every time they bring it up, I don't know. I just kind of like, God damn it. Uh, is how they paid nothing for their four uh, trade deadline acquisitions, basically. Like they got people to pay them to take players and all four of them have been prevalent in their run to make the playoffs and even more useful here during the playoff run in, in the World Series. And as I say, this Jack Peterson strikes out. But it's just, it was just wild to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just. Well, like, I mean, that's, that's the other thing where it, come, it does kind of come into luck. Cause I mean, you look at like a guy like Jack Peterson. Jack Peterson sucked with the Cubs. Yep. He, I mean, after he was with the Braves, he was hot for like a couple weeks. He sucked with the Braves. And really, Jack Peterson's just been hot in the playoffs. <laughs> so it's not yeah. like, oh man, jo- you know, Jack Peterson got traded, and you know he hit like 400 with the Braves and led the Braves. 
Like, not like, you know, a guy like Eddie Rosario, the same thing. Eddie Rosario was like, he was better with the Braves, but like, it's because, it's because of what he's doing in the, in the postseason. And like, you know, like Alex said, you know, beef agreed. Yeah, it's a hindsight. And like those moves, all those moves, I think we all liked them that the White Sox did. 100%. Ultimately, though, it's on the players. And I think this is where, you know, you, you give the players the credit. And, you know, the Sox, Cesar Hernandez, that, that was a solid, that was a solid trade. Caesar Hands just sucked. Yes. Craig Kimbrell, that was a solid trade. That was a go for it. Good job, Han. You fucking went for it. Like you, that's what you should do. I kind of mishandled what the roles were, maybe. But you know, that's a different discussion. But I mean, I think every the majority of Sox fans, I think, obviously there was people who di- didn't all agree with all the trades, but the majority, those were good moves. It's just the players didn't players didn't right. come through. They, they just underperformed. And yeah. I I I would not argue the fact totally that when the moves were made, we probably, I mean, my reaction to things are all fucking recorded. So you can just go back and find it if you want. But, you know, in a sense, I will get pumped up no matter what. Like, I will try to talk myself into moves most of the time. Like, but all those moves I was for, even, you know, Madrigal to Kimbrell, I don't even think I thought twice. I was just like, it sucks that he's gone, but Kimbrell's a, that's a good move. You know, it's well documented. I thought that uh, Caesar Hernandez. I thought Gold Glove. Okay, you know, eight nine hitter, whatever. But they just none of them really just panned out for them, and it sucks. And I just hate it that they keep fucking pounding into our skulls as you watch this World Series. How these four guys that the Braves picked up are exceeding expectations. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, and like, a lot of times, a lot of times, the World Series when you see the trades. Or you see, like the World Series teams, there's always some luck involved. Oh, without a and, doubt. And like, and again, like the, the fucking Braves went four for four. <laughs> like, how often is that gonna happen? Very rarely. I mean, Eddie Rosario, what's he hitting? He's hitting four forty four, four ninety seven thirty three with an OPS of one two two three in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. But, uh, I mean, the thing that you could say about the Braves is obviously they lost Acuna, like they lost Azuna. Um, so they needed outfield help and they were aggressive. They targeted guys who, and that's the other thing. It goes he, back he's to, he's not really my type. I, I tend to <laughs> fuck taller guys, but go ahead. Is it worth noting that, 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 that the Braves had a worse record than the Cubs did at the trade line, deadline? Yes, it absolutely is. And, and that's the other thing. If the Braves are like in the NL central, we're not talking about the Braves right now. No, they were in the fucking worst division in baseball. <laughs> they had the worst record of any team that made the postseason, and, and they're right now in the driver's seat for the World Series. It doesn't yeah. matter. That's why you play the game. It's why winning a World Series is so damn hard. But, yeah. Really? No, it, it's so hard. Like it's not easy. And and it, it, to think that you know, and that's why you got to always temper the expectations. You know that that's why I love that old Madden phrase: "Don't let the you know the pressure outweigh the pleasure," because there's going to be one team standing at the end. I mean, it's not easy. So, no, no, without a doubt. And, and I mean, to get that performance from those types of guys, and to see the guys that they got, the White Sox got that didn't really get it done. It's, it's, it's again, it's why you play the games. On paper, everything seems to work out well, and then you play the games, and the human element does come into fact into play. Yeah, and then we've been watching the fucking Astros. Who, I mean, these guys can just hit. Yep. It's just, it's annoying as shit. Fuck them. I, I hate the fucking Astros. Except <laughs> last night when I took the over. Yeah, same. Uh, but and they're not even really doing it with power. You know what I mean? It's not like a crazy home run barrage that you know people tend to like to see. But it's more, 
It's they love fucking doubles in the corner. They love they work the lines like a 16 inch softball game, man. Doubles in the corner. They go opposite field, situational hitting. They see the shift. We've already seen a couple hits uh, in this game on Wednesday night where they've hit it through the shifts. I thought Yuri Gurriel just like shoved a home run right up my dick, but it's short. Thank God. I was like, wow, that was really bad timing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough to watch the World Series and look at these teams and be like, oh, this is what the White Sox should do. Like, you can't really mold or the Cubs should do. Because there is so much. I like how you guys put it, though, just the, the human element into it. I guess I never really thought about it that much. Yeah, I mean, because, again, like, uh, yeah, the Braves are, like, below 500. They're, like, I think get a game worse than the Cubs. Obviously, it, it, I mean, there are different factors because the like, Cubs just had everyone or their star players just not – they didn't <laughs> – had no one committed or they didn't sign anyone to extension. So it's, like, they're all kind of lame duck guys. Um, and the Braves were kind of in a position where – you know, they could, I guess, gamble because they have because the, they have Ozzy Alves and Ronald Acuna signed to peanuts. Um, that, by the way, that's I mean, everybody, well, every team does it. The Cubs did it with Rizzo. I mean, the White Sox have done it with a few guys, but those contracts that the Braves have for Acuna and Ozzy Alves are, are, are a fucking joke. It's crazy. And the fact that the Braves are doing what they're doing without Acuna is insane. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, that's because these players took up. But what were you saying before we went live? Although, what did they get? I don't even remember. Oh, what did they get was, Rosario was, for? I think it was, I think if they like just dumped Pablo Sandoval or something, or. Yeah, hold on. I'll like, pull it, it up. Was, <laughs> it was something ridiculous, right? I think, was it, because I think the deal with, was with Cleveland. And I think they just like dumped the money and they, they just traded. It was no Sandoval one. for yeah, sure. Yeah, so it was Sandoval who, and then the Cleveland just. I think the big thing was Cleveland basically traded Eddie Rosario for nothing. Right. Because after they got Sandoval, I think they just let him. He go. was bad in Cleveland. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's what it was. Pablo went to Cleveland. Cleveland basically just were like, "Yeah, fuck it, give us Fat Boy." They yeah. cut his ass right away, and then Rosario goes on to hit 450 in the playoffs for the. Yeah, Eddie Rosario was bad. He was really Cleveland. bad in Cleveland, and th- that's and that's another thing. We're like, hey, like maybe you know, got more motivated being in a playoff run, or you know, just change of scenery, whatever it was. Like, hey, sometimes mm-hmm. you bet on guys, and it works. Yeah. And this is the thing that we've talked about too. Just like pennant races bring out certain performances from players teams that are out of it it brings out performances from players when they're no longer they don't have any more skin in the game and so i mean we'll talk about it later with the cubs but that's the exact opposite i think with the cubs the cubs can't actually bank on guys like wisdom and and swindell because they they and and happy even because they started performing when there was no more skin in the game it was over there they weren't playing pressure field baseball every day and so how it affects everybody and guys that get a change of environment that have been playing for shit teams. I love watching a guy come from like the pirates to a new team. That's like in the contention. And then all of a sudden the whole world gets to know this individual because they went from, I, what is this world of, you know, high level baseball and, 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 and intensity to like, boom. And it brings out something special in those types of players. And it, it you know, I think the Cubs saw it with the Ramos Ramirez in Oh three. Um, you know, I think that those types of things, they they, they pull that. I, I just love that aspect. So I love, you know, when a guy gets pulled from a, a dead-in-the-water team to a contender, whoo, and they just perform. And that's Rosario getting out of a dead-in-the-water team. To him, was like a, an, it was a, an, ejection, an injection of vitamin B and just boom. Yeah, Rosario had a 685 OPS uh, in 78 games with Cleveland and then, like, basically a month with the uh, Braves, 33 games. 
He slashed 330, 570, or my bad. He hit 271, 330, 573, and then he's continued that on in the postseason. So. Mm-hmm. And then, but I, I see what you guys are saying in the comments, and I know a lot of this is luck. And again, I fully understand we're beating the shit out of the hindsight drum right now. I understand all of that. But, well, it's funny that he just brings up Adam Frazier. So I'm a firm, I come from the camp, a firm believer of like, as Fids was mentioning, when you put a player into different situations, you know, it's kind of get in where you fit in. Mm-hmm. So like Jock didn't work with the Cubs, goes to Atlanta. And I know he's not fucking like Hall of Fame or anything, but he's working out kind of in Hall. You know what I mean? And I really think Adam Frazier going to San Diego was just a terrible fit. I think it was a terrible fit. I, oh yeah, because the guy was bad after a trade. <laughs> right. Oh, he was terrible. And oh. I, as soon as he was bad in San Diego, I got a bunch of DMs and people would fucking put in my mentions like, "Cezo, and you wanted this asshole." Okay, he did bad in San Diego. Like, what happens if he came to Chicago? It's a completely different situation, different organization, different locker room. It's different everything's, everything's different fucking different. You don't know how it would have happened. Yes, statistics are. I love stats, numbers. They're all fucking great. But like, there's something about that element of a deal that we saw with the White Sox. Kimbrell didn't work out in Chicago. Caesar didn't work out in Chicago. Frazier didn't work out in San Diego, and so on and so forth. But like, I yeah. still think Adam Frazier would work. Great. Donaldson didn't work out in Minnesota. Oh, sorry, never mind. Fuck Donaldson. <laughs> that, did you see that asshole? He's back on Twitter. <laughs> Wearing that stupid, uh, he had the there. fucking audacity to compare himself with Aaron Rodgers. He's like, Looks like me and Aaron got something in common. And he uses baseball reference page against the White Sox to say that he owns Chicago. Excuse me, no, Wally's line is put it in where they'll let it in. I think is actually Wally's. Sorry, uh, didn't mean that's not get those two mixed up. Get in where you fit in. You know. And so, I don't know, like, I'm just, I just think that. Like, I still wouldn't mind having Frazier. If San Diego wants to get rid of him, I, still, I mean, I know the White Sox got to do something for second base. I've already proposed the best solution. What's that? Kimbrell, maybe a little salary relief for Bryson Stott to the Phillies. Yeah, you. A left-handed second baseman. You put and me I, on to that kid. That kid's fucking good. This is his mom off because he's happy there. But I'm, And and I, I know that Alex will keep saying that Bryce Harper won't let him go. Bryce will do whatever he's got to do to get away. If, if, if getting a Kimbrel wins a World Series, he, he'll be like, Bryson, we'll see you in football in the fall. Bye. And we'll get to that a little bit more we'll, yeah. when we get into the wishlist. But you put me on to that kid. And usually when you start talking to me about a kid, and I could, you know, I've known you long enough now, Fids, when I know you're like really big, like I haven't heard you talk about a prospect like that since uh vaughn well i remember draft same draft i was like if the if the white cells don't take vaughn they better take stop that was literally yep. me that draft same draft yep that was the guy that was like dude this guy's gonna fall he's a gem blah 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 i, I was I mean, we go back to that show i think i i'm pretty sure it might have been hard for him to walk with me swinging from his nuts the way that i was but he's a fantastic ball player uh and a great kid so he's, he's yep. someone you want in your in your clubhouse i kind I'm of agree with alex though it's not, i don't why would the phillies ever do that <laughs> Because it's not like because it's not like it's not like Craig Kimbrough the last piece that the Phillies need. Like the Phillies, Phillies still they're like barely above five hundred team. Right. What was what was their Achilles heel this year? A lot of things. <laughs> what was their biggest Achilles heel this year? The bullpen, but like that's yeah, they're gonna yeah, lose I don't a know lot. If they're gonna dump. <laughs> I know, but 
again, this is fucking October 20th. It's a good conversation so, starter. Yeah, I'm, not conversation. Saying I'm voting to see because it's a dream scenario for me. So that's right. all. It's but just a, it's I a also fucking, think he's a badass. So I understand a lot of these people in the comments are a ton of fun at parties, but it's just a fucking, it's a wish list fucking, hey, maybe we explore this a little bit type show. You guys got to understand it's a long fucking off season. Got to do a show a week. Gotta make something happen. Here too. Oh, don't worry, guys. We can we'll do the Andrew Vaughn trades. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we got a couple of really good ones. Really good ones. I coming. still think. All right, you guys just want to start talking about crazy offseason shit? Because the World Series might as well. We're fucking I mean, well, up, we, we, we might be starting to a work stoppage, so we might as well just get it in all now. Alex <laughs> asked if I attach my boy Tanner for Stott. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Well, hold on. Before we do it, that's a good point. I'll, do you really think there's gonna be a work stoppage? After all the shit that's coming out, I'll be right honest. Now. I I know that the story came out this week. I did not read the story, so I, and I know there's the follow up. The like, you know, well, there, there was another there one was today discussion. That yeah, they've yeah. been meeting. It's like yeah. they've probably been meeting for a long fucking time. I mean, they, yeah, this has been going on for a year. Like yeah. the big thing was last year and well, what went down for 2020. With COVID stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, this so, is the thing too. When you start seeing these stories start getting published, that tells me specifically that they're closer than we think. Because now these public PR moves that 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 help push along the negotiations, you start leaking those things out, and it's really early to leak something like that, saying that there's probably going to be a work stoppage. That that means like, oh well, shit, they must be really far. But in the end, right. they're probably closer than we realize. And this is like kind of that push, like, look at the fans are getting antsy. The season ticket people that aren't going to you know, maybe they're not going to renew. This is the time to sell your tickets. Blah 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 blah. They're starting to see little moments, and it's in the World Series. Everybody's watching baseball, so it's a great time to get their attention. But I, 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 you know, I, I know a lot of people in the game aren't holding their breath that there's not going to be a stoppage. But I think that it's closer than I, I, I don't, I haven't gauged a huge concern. Um, whether I'm talking, to, you know, with Shreve, Shreve sounds like doesn't seem super concerned. I've obviously he's got a contract for next year. I know the KB is not going to do anything until after that thing is, unless someone throws like an insane number at him, he's not going to. He'd be stupid to do anything until after the CBA because we might know about the, you know, the DH sounds like it's, a, it's, a, it's going to happen. I, I, both those guys seem to be very sure that the DH is a, is going to is a, is, a, is a certainty. Which I'm um, for. Yeah. So I, I think that when you see those things leaked out there, though, that it's it's part that, that means negotiations are really ongoing. That's part of that. This is we know that with with trade stuff. This is this is the game as it is in the modern you know landscape. It's it's leak a little bit to a reporter, Associated Press, or or someone on the wire. Get that story floating out there, and then you know fans speak their mind and it gets everyone talking and, and it gets a good gauge and it puts pressure where pressure is needed. So I don't think they miss any games. I don't think, I think preseason, I think spring training starts on time. Well, Pete uh, made a point the other night. This is why I, we can't have a work stoppage because this will affect us too. Cause you guys are going to be in on this. Um, the white Sox have the Cubs, the Cubs and the white Sox are scheduled for back-to-back games on a Saturday and Sunday in the mid to late portions of March for spring training. When the Cubs have back-to-back games against the same team on a weekend, that usually is the Vegas Big League weekend game. Oh, okay. I so, thought you were going to pull out some like crazy stat, and I was like, this no, is like no. major league. No. <laughs> well, it's potentially – there could be potentially two Cubs games against the Sox here in Vegas next March during March Madness, which maybe you guys did uh, – I'll go get in the car. Uh, so get on a flight. Wait, which I'm movie was it? Was it Major League or was it Little Big League where the guy would always be like, and here's a fun fact. He's hitting yeah. 342 in a dome when Mercury's in retrograde league, yeah. and the wind's blowing to the northeast. 
I thought you were about to pull one of those. I think it was Little Big League. I think you're right. I thought you were about to pull one of those. Like every time the Cubs play the Sox back to back in postseason, this was yeah. So I think I think I am with you guys. We're like I'll probably I probably should be more optimistic that like nothing nothing bad will happen. But at the same time, like we've been saying since like for a couple years, like oh like there's definitely going to be something. Um, Worst you you hope for the best and expect the worst. Um, the other thing you mentioned that you know the World Series happening right now and how everyone's watching. I was going to ask you guys: Do you think with Houston being in it and like all the shit that like obviously the cheating scandal is starting with them? Uh, do you think so it's actually so. hurting the audience because like everyone's like fuck this, I'm not watching them. I'm or like, do you think this. it's the opposite? I think it's like I'm, fuck them. I want to see them lose. I'm like fuck this because their fans are annoying as shit. <laughs> they they really I've never really paid attention to the Astros fans, but fuck are they annoying. They're they're very annoying <laughs> on social media. Mm-hmm. I said uh, I said something like I want the Astros to lose in a painful way. Is that too much to ask? Like it was completely tongue in cheek, just like whatever. And the reason why I tweeted is because they beat the dog shit out of the White Sox. Nothing else. I'm over the cheating thing. Like I don't give a fuck. Like whatever. Unwarranted, someone that I don't follow, that doesn't follow me, no idea how they even got to this tweet, replies back like, you've been brainwashed by mass media to believe that they've cheated when eight other teams have cheated, you fucking sheep or some shit like that. I was just like, whoa, buddy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm mad because they beat the White Sox. And he's like, yeah, okay. Maybe you should talk to, and he tagged two other people. And he's like, they did extensive research into why they weren't the only ones cheating. I'm like, cool like i don't where they have like it's just it's annoying as fuck dude They're okay so I, actually i gotta stay corrected here the cubs play the white Sox on the friday and then okay so no that it's it's a tuesday game it looks like a monday and a tuesday so oh, well yeah Alex, yeah, this, all right Alex, so here comes the lockout a little, miss a little uh, but they do play Let's see that. It's got to be two games at home on the weekend. It's got to be a Saturday and Sunday. And right now, the only Saturday Sunday I see at Cubs is Padres at Cubs and Dodgers at Cubs. Oh, mm. there you go. Although Alex is just the fucking fountain of facts as usual today, but Game One had historically low ratings. I mean, yeah, and the and the, and the end of the part of that is like I watched it for gambling. Here's I'll be honest. I didn't watch a pit a single pitch. I I just have and I just want to watch baseball. The thing is, though, oh, the uh, and the other half of the equation is the Atlanta Braves. Number one, we know Atlanta, not a good sports town. Number two, nationwide, like the Braves don't move the needle. <laughs> so I don't like. I mean, the numbers show it at least for Game One. I don't think more people are interested. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm. I watched it just because I wanted to watch baseball, and it's the World Series. I'm always going to watch the World Series. Plus, you sprinkle in now that I can gamble on it legally in Illinois so I could do all these crazy prop bets and shit on my phone. Yeah. Like that's why I was watching stupid <laughs> under, but I did take the Braves in game one. I stayed off a of game two. I just bet the over just cause I don't want to bet for the Astros and yes, beef that guy 100% said lamestream media. So I knew he was very serious. <laughs> um, he did call you a sheep. 
though, correct? Well, I got like, called a sheep. I got okay, called good. brainwashed. I got called a sheep. I got called all that shit. So yeah, play, uh, I got to pull out the bingo card for, uh, did, for did, the, did they call you part of the deep state of baseball? I was just wondering. No, we didn't get there because I finally like, and I even spelled it out for him. I was like, I'm not even referring to cheating. I'm mad that they beat my favorite team. And he was just like, oh, well, maybe you should talk to these people. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, dude? Is that what it was, though? Did the penguin tell you to do it? Yeah, I, shampoo is better. But um, Hey, Braves got another run, so you're over. You What was the total, nine and a half? Eight and a half. Eight, oh yeah, looking good. Yeah, so. I, bet, I bet the total six and a half for the uh, the Astros, so I can guarantee they won't score again. So I took one for the team. I have a question for you guys. Like just looking at the postseason overall, so you know we can do it for both teams because obviously both teams should do something this off season and free oh, agency. Both teams got a lot of work to do. So, but you know, just so, you know, maybe a little jump starter here. Uh, pick one guy, any any player from any of the postseason teams. Um, obviously, oh, I like this. Kevin and yeah. I, we can choose from all of them because the Cubs weren't in it. <laughs> Who's the one player that you would want on your team for 2022? Like, any contract, player contract status that's going to be a free agent. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't right. I was going to say, panel, we, have to, we still have to stay in the box of like this could happen. When's Kyle Tucker a free agent? <laughs> when is Ted <laughs> like Williams six years? Ted Williams' head going to be available? I would like to draft Ted Williams' head. <laughs> Frozen. But fuck, I want Kyle Tucker. Because I mean, there's your guys, though, Jock. Uh, there's there's got to be someone better that's going to be a free agent than Jock. Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos. No, but Schwarber is a perfect example of what I was talking about about a situation being the right fit. I know he went fucking off in for the Nationals, but Schwarber on the Red Sox just feels right to me. Oh yeah, he feels it, like a, is, he's a great Schwarber. 100% correct. He, he's perfect. Just everything about it feels right. The short porch in right field. He, Where did that glove come from at first base? He's it's fucking always, scooping left and right. A catcher. He's a catcher. Uh, still, it was just, it, I was catcher. impressed. Fuck, I was, as soon as you were going to finish, I was going to say Kyle Tucker, but. I mean, I think for, I mean, I'm assuming you'd still want him, but yeah, obviously you guess that's Tim Anderson. Really, As Alex pointed out, the number one guy would be probably Carlos Correa. 100%. And it, I I just pray to like every just move, just move God possible back to second base. that he doesn't go to the Tigers. <laughs> I mean, you need, a, you need a right fielder. I mean, Ryan Castellanos isn't like that. Nick, Nicholas. Nick. <laughs> I keep him every single time. I coach new drinking show. New drinking show because that name is going to pop up every episode. So every, right. I, it is, it is, every time I call Nick Castellanos, Ryan Castellanos, <laughs> third baseman, Ryan Castellanos? third baseman, Silverado High School, two thousand. That's why. <laughs> By the way, but Nick Castellanos We're didn't make the postseason. No, he didn't make the postseason, but the White Sox will sign him and give him a lot of money, and then he will just fade away to irrelevance. But anyways, uh, I don't know. I'm looking – like, Carlos Correa is definitely the type of guy where it's like you sign him – and like Alex said in the comments, I was just about to say the same thing. You sign him and you just figure the fuck out. Like, I don't know. Just like, bro, you're playing second. Or TA, you're playing second. Um, Chris Bryant? Uh Kevin, strike one for not mentioning him right away. Yeah, you're definitely um, you are definitely not on the Christmas slacking, card list anymore. Slacking. You are not on the you are not getting I a Christmas card. I'm not contributing to the drinking game tonight. 
Okay, so fair enough. I I'm will. letting you say it. Just like I, uh, just like when we went on the 108, I didn't say the name. I let Beef say the name. Um, yeah, I think is Chris JD Bur- Martinez going to be a free agent? I know you guys have like 10 DHs. No, we we have eight <laughs> JD Martinez's already. I'll take Chris Bryant though, because just because of yeah, play him in fucking right field. Let's be honest, guys. You guys even brought up the most talented available free agent, and. It's all via White Sox Twitter. There is nobody who looks better in the cage than Ken W.O. So um, I think that would really fix the right field issue, um, putting yeah, him out there. It's got I'm a fantastic swing. It's got so a delicious done. body. No. <laughs> There's, uh, I mean, the KB, thing, KB fit because KB's versatile. KB can spell guys all over the diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I did mention him during the strike talk. You're right. That's true. That's true. So there was one drink. So have a sip. Um, uh, but, Marcus. No, Simeon. Simeon. Yeah, but Toronto didn't make the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs. Let's see. It's from the playoff teams too. So, what about uh? Isn't um? Ooh, Kevin Gossman. Isn't Lestella? Isn't Lestella a free agent or no? Uh, I think he signed a multi-year deal with the Giants. Here's Uh, a name. Here's a name. Elf, the free agent. Zo, I saw this name the other day, and I think no, I think he was brought up seriously. And then I was thinking, I like there is no like way Sox fans can be this. <laughs> there's no way Sox fans can be this desperate. But right field is obviously a priority. Yes. Ooh, Chris Taylor. What about old friend Avisail Garcia? Nope. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Belt contracts done, so he's a free agent yeah, as well. Belt, yeah, he's a free agent. Avisail Garcia would be. Perfect. A better, a better Adam Eaton signing. <laughs> it's just like I like I'd actually like the guy, but like they they can they can do better. Is oh, I mean yeah, yeah. That's the whole point is they can do <laughs> better. Like, I mean, what about your guy Eddie Rosario? I think no. I mean, he probably he definitely earned himself a contract. In oh, playoffs. I mean, here's the guy. I think we 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 already brought him up, but for the Dodgers. Chris Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, Chris Taylor. And then the other guy that Rickon wanted that, you know, Bob Nightingale ruined the trade, Eduardo Escobar. Yeah. For second um, I don't know. I, I Maybe it's just because of what he did in the playoffs. I mean, three home runs in one game. It was fucking sick. He's an absolute fucking – he was a beast for the Dodgers. But, I mean, over the last two years, 259, 259 350, four – 48 slash line and he played center left third base shortstop and second base it's pretty versatile like he's 31 years old he's not exactly a spring chicken in baseball years but was in my old arthritic 37 year old ass being like yeah 31 <laughs> fucking old balls I, I'm, I'm getting to that age where i'm like yeah you know when you're past 30 you're past your prime. i'm like fuck yeah that's fucking me old balls chris taylor 31 <laughs> See, I guess balls. They were old looking. They were weird. They were looking. weird looking. <laughs> they were weird looking. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I mean, Chris, the lap screen froze, and you were like stoic. You were like, it was like, <laughs> but you were like, Chris Taylor would definitely be a good one. Uh, don't need Rizzo. Don't need Cruz. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think I'll stick with. I mean, if. 
to answer the original question, because I I love I know a lot of people like my socks. Some would love it when I take the long route to answer questions. Um, Circular. I will say, Chris Bryant would be my answer. What would your guys' answer be for the Cubs? Oh, for the I mean, my number one guys is Carlos Correa. Oh, I wanted to bring this up to you guys. You brought it up earlier, though, talking about that comment you got when you just wanted the Astros to lose. I know as a fan, I should hate the Astros like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to like to some friends the other day. I do, but I don't like. I don't have that level of hatred that like I think the majority of like the people who are, you know, watching these games do. Like even like when they when they like that series against Boston when they came back, I was like, I wasn't like fuck like fuck Houston or like fuck can't believe they fucking won. I was just like wow, like what a comeback. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, like I don't know why I don't like because what they did was like I mean we all agree like even I think Chris Bryant was one of the guys like yeah no like what they did is like worse than guys using steroids <laughs> and I think that was like a thought for like a lot of uh, players. Yep. But like I, just, I, mean, I don't know why I don't have like that like deep hatred for them that like I feel like I should like I don't know. It's worn off on me over time. Like I, mm-hmm. I had, the original I was fucking pissed, but. I don't even, it's not even the cheating thing. It's actually, it's after getting caught cheating. It's the lack of contrition. That pisses right, me off yeah, yeah, yeah. more. Yeah, sure. It makes me dislike the Astros fans more. How about you say they fucked up and move on? Like, it's like, it's like Sammy Sosa, not admitting that he, you know, there's blatant, obvious evidence, circumstantial or, you know, private evidence that proves 100% he took steroids. If he just said, I took steroids, it's over. I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I'm sorry. I took steroids done it's over you're forgiven like it's it's good but the, the lack of contrition con- creates this spiral effect and a snowball effect that makes just it makes it worse that you know it's like a liar won't believe anybody else or you know those old phrases or whatever they create their own environment by being so standoffish about it it's like it reminded me of roger clemens when he was accused of steroids instead of just he punched forward he he, he, he you push forward with the lie and so it makes it very hard for you to a respect them or b to know who's full of shit and who's not and you know, all of that stuff all rolls into this and it creates this, 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 I mean, honestly, I don't know a fan that's not a Houston fan that likes Houston, like really likes Houston. Um, it's because they, and it's not, I don't, I, again, the cheating stuff that was four years ago. This group isn't cheating, but they, they there are members of this team that did and haven't come clean and just said, yeah, well, yeah. Cause again, if you're going to lie, lie big, right? right? We've learned that from politics and, and sports and the steroid era. If you're going to lie, just lie big. Uh, you know, Mark McGuire can tell you right to the face with a you know a needle in his ass. I did not take steroids. They, that's what they're doing. They just get, look over here, misdirection. So I mean, that's what made it worse for Houston. I, that's what made me dislike Houston more. Mm-hmm. The cheating stuff. Let's be honest. There, other teams were doing it. Yeah, you know, I think that's the other thing. Where I'm like, well, but and there were people <laughs> say that, well, the new ones got caught because they were the last ones. I had somebody try to say that because Houston was so innocent. That's why they got caught. I'm like, so you're telling me that the dumbest franchise in baseball instead, <laughs> right. right? Is that where we're going? Because it's, it's, but yes, no, I, mean, I agree. I just, I think it's always a lame when Houston fans are like, well, other teams do it too. It's like, well, you got caught, dude. Like, there's circumstantial evidence that you got caught. Yeah. I know that's what you just said, Kev, but I'm just saying there was, like, there was a blood test that was anonymous that they couldn't say who it was, but we all knew who it was. So when, yeah, when Jose, if Jose Canseco says it's so, when it comes to that era, it's so. 
but, but yeah, going steroids. back to like Sasquatch Alien, too. Yeah, yeah. That's but yeah, going back to like the player, like could come from Houston. Obviously, he was like one of the guys like involved, but like I still like Korea. Oh, fuck and yeah. I mean, and I'm, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not all in on like the Cubs are gonna do something big, but unlike other seasons, or unlike like the past three off seasons, there are actually like little spring. I don't know if they're bullshit. But at, at least it's nice to see that there's out there. It's like, hey, Cubs are looking at some of these shortstops. I'm not. I don't believe it. I don't think it's in base. I don't think it's serious right now. But hey, it's a starting point that we haven't fucking seen since well, like 2018. And yeah, thank you, Alex. You definitely put this way more eloquently than I, everybody cheats. The difference is that their fans are proud of, are proud of it and how they got caught. I think it's a combination of that and like what yeah. Kevin said. The initial like response to them were really like, you know, Alex Bregman like being a fucking smug ass, you know, Altuve turtling. Right. And then Correa, Correa that's the thing that Correa now, he's like, he's he just seems like overly arrogant now. It's oh, like, Correa definitely, on. and I'm going like, to use a, I'm going to use a wrestling term because you know me, huge wrestling guy, but Correa definitely did a, a heel turn. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, he's like the he's, he's like no no, no guys like, we're fucking good now like fuck all of you yeah like come on dude you still <laughs> still yeah. did something wrong yes and as some of you in the comments we definitely recommend you watch the show live while enjoying a good buzz it's way better um but yeah no there, this is a really loaded free agent class though. There's a lot of big names out there in this free agent class, especially if you're in the market for a shortstop. Like, I mean, and the Cubs are, so yes. they're definitely a team that could, but just looking at it, you got Carlos Correa, uh, Corey Seager, uh, Trevor Story. That was the Trevor Story. Trevor Story, Marcus Simeon. I mean, there's those names right there. Go get yourself one of those. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And, and again, this is the same thing as 2018 with Machado and Harper. It doesn't matter, like, if you're, the plan is to compete next year, to compete in a couple years, to compete in three years. No matter what, these guys that you're signing, they fit into your fucking plan of winning. Right. <laughs> like, it's not, Carlos Carrera is like, what, like 27? It's not like he's going to be 29 in two years and be like, oh, fuck, he's old now. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Like you get like these guys still fit in whatever fucking plan it is that the Cubs are designing to be competitive. It's like I I hate the excuse of oh well I mean you how how are you gonna sign to like a long term deal when if you're not ready to compete right now you should be fucking ready to compete in the next next couple of years I hope. I feel like the Cubs have a lot of needs they need to address. It's and it's mostly pitching. Yeah. What I was gonna say if. Like, let's say they called you up, you two, and they're just like, give us the top three things we need to address in this offseason. What are your top three for the Cubs? Starting pitcher, starting pitcher, bat. <laughs> Which position for the bat? I need you to be specific. I, well, I want the best. It doesn't matter, just best bat. I've best bat out there. Okay. That's the thing. I, As much as I would want Correa, like if they could – if they can get like two solid starting pitchers and then like a Castellanos or whatever, or like two solid uh, starters and just like the cup, 
<laughs> How Kevin mentioned earlier, right now, if you look at the Cubs roster, it's like, hey, guys, we have Patrick Wisdom, who, you know, hits 240, but slugs, cool. I That's fine. You can have that. But then you have, like, Frank Schwindel, who's, like, 30 years old, had, like, a great two months. You now expect me to believe that he's going to be really good, like, in 600 plate appearances? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. I just can't believe The Cubs are, like, no slugging. Right. That They just have, like, Ian Happ in the outfield. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, like it, that's the thing. Like, either give me one of those shortstops, or give me Castellanos, or I mean, obviously above Castellanos, Castellanos. would be Chris Bryant. But I think that relationship is kind of yeah. Dead, I, don't, I, don't, so. I don't think Chris is coming back. What about yeah. you, Kev? What are the top three things you think the Cubs need to address? I think Aldo and I are both on the same page for number one and number two. Starting pitching and starting pitching, period. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going into the season and Albert Alzale is your number two, you are you are more goosed than someone who accidentally sits on an Atari joystick in the middle of the night, plopping down on the couch. You are you're you're cornholed on that one. Um, so they need to they need, really do need to burn out and, and build up a number one, a number two, and a number three. I mean, honestly, Hendricks honestly should not be a one. I, I hate to say that about Hendricks too. He's he 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 fits as a, a number two well. Um, but you know, so a one, you know, I think a one would be beautiful. Um, and a one and a three and then push the other guys down. Um, if Alec Mills is on your starting rotation, if the science teacher is there again, you are already set up to fail. Um, and then, yeah, although says, I mean, I th- honestly, I, you know, I, I, no offense to Jason Hayward. I'd rather have somebody out there that can swing and swing it, um, can actually hit. Um, and so if there's a way to get Hayward, moved and to get a bat out there like like a castellanos a gallo um you know those types of players though i'd be game for that like i i think the bat i think but the cubs the problem with the cubs is that they don't have the ability to stream this is what houston does so well and we're watching it. we see it happen all the time in, in a series they stream together three four five six hits in a row like they they have they have the ability in that lineup at any point to make you know today a four run inning right or whatever why because they string like four five six hits in a row they don't have to be long balls all the time now you put teams away with the long ball too but the way that they do it the Cubs need they need a balanced lineup and and this lineup right now is so three outcome it hurts and no. so getting magical no. it's not it's the now Cubs it's have, the Cubs have no power outside of Patrick Wisdom. And fucking Frank Strandell, who aren't proven guys. The Cubs have the Cubs have a no outcome lineup right now. Well, yeah, I guess. guess here's and here's the thing. I, I and I hate to say because obviously I know you guys are big fans of Nick Magical and Nico Horner, and so am I. And it's nothing against them. And it's great. I like I like the trade for like getting Nick Magical back. Cool. Those guys hit a lot of fucking ground balls. <laughs> so it's yep. not like. <laughs> Show do. Perfect. The Cubs need fucking power. I know we fucking hate, like, oh, they strike out a lot. I don't fucking care. You still need guys to hit home runs. And the Cubs yeah. have no Yerman. proving guys. You need a balance lineup. Yerman, go get Yerman. Oh, God. I don't Yerman need Yerman didn't fucking slug, though. We don't Yerman. need. You know what Yerman Mercedes was? Yerman Mercedes is just like a bigger Nick Madrigal, but he couldn't hit as good. We don't need the we don't need the Phoenix to rise at Clark and Addison. I'm sorry that that that's just a that, chunky, a, a chunky, uh, darker Nick Madrigal, not as fast. He'll be sleeping. He'll be sleeping in the spare room above the Cubby Bear, or not the Cubby Bear, on in Murphy's in, in like in a minute. But 
nah, they need a balanced lineup. The Cubs have the Cubs don't have something. They don't have something that can string together extra base. I mean, because it's not just it's not stringing together hits hit after hit. These are extra base hits, ball in the corner, creating really stressful pitches for the starter too. Like they really are a pain in the ass. Like at any point in their lineup, and the Cubs need that more than anything else. The White Sox have a pretty close to balanced lineup when everybody's 100 healthy. The Cubs, I mean, when you look at that lineup, I mean. I, 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 in a real, in a, in a perfect world, Nick Madrigal bats nine or eight in the lineup, or you do the eight, you know, pitcher hits eight and then the ninth. But if there's a DH next year, now you got some more work to do um, to add that extra bat. But I, I just that that lineup right now feels like it's 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 always a two out single, or a one out single, or a single and then two outs and you know, and it's two outs a guy and first wasted or whatever. Like it, you didn't see a, you didn't see a ton of um, timely hitting from the Cubs, and that stuff is is so vital especially when you get to the postseason. And the Cubs haven't had that for a while, actually, even with the good guys, the big guys. The, the timely stuff wasn't there. Just give me one of those damn shortstops. <laughs> Just give me because a fucking shortstop. Cubs have like, 78 shortstops that are like almost like, um, there. Let's say the Cubs get like, I don't know, like Trevor Story. Because you know, Trevor Story is probably like the middle middle of the shortstop class right now. Because he's coming off a bad, like a pretty average season for him. So let's say they get him. And then you know what we can do with Nico Horner? You can move Nico Horner around the diamond. He, he can play, play the well field. Yep. He can play, you know, those Joe's Jason Hayward at bats. Maybe those goes away because you can have Nico Horner out there. Mm-hmm. So it just makes I'll trade defense. I'll trade defense for offense now at this point in this league. Yeah. Uh, Castellanos is bad defense. Yeah, his, his I don't even care. Was. His offense, his, off, his offense, yeah, DH too. But his offense is a plus. Like even after his offense, he's still coming out plus. So I don't know. I, I thought you know Hayward just if Hayward hit remotely close to what he used to do. I mean, especially when he was you know when he was playing his best baseball, fine. But he's not like, and he has his stretches and he's a grump. Not necessarily the funnest guy to be around in the clubhouse. So you know if you're gonna go young, you know I don't do you want. I mean, Grandpa Rossi was fun. I don't know, Grandpa Grandpa Jason might be like that guy. That, Get the fuck off lawn bitch like that's it's where he's at and so i don't know i mean he's gonna be hard to move though so i mean i think another another colorado guy that the cubs could easily get in target and uh you know it's probably gonna bring back awful flashbacks but the numbers are completely different john gray you can sign john gray right now like or a big name you know in free agency no that's the thing though apparently he's only asking for like maybe 10 million dollars a year that's doable. Cubs can fucking do that. I feel that. like I've seen him as like a throw-in or like a like a at the end of an article in you know like italics. It's like they could also go after John Gray. Like, <laughs> no, because John Gray is like the middle. Health. Like he's been good. He's, he's had a couple of bad seasons, but he's had a couple of great or good seasons. And it's like, yeah, throw him in there. Make him your make him a number. At this point, again, Cubs need to have like a if they can get Marcus Stroman, that'd be fucking beautiful. <laughs> That would set up the rotation nicely, and then you go get that second tier guy, like a John Gray, or a bounce back candidate that you look because, like, look what the Blue Jays did with Robbie Ray. Like the Cubs have to hit on those kind of moves, like basically the equivalent of what the Braves did in, in at the trade deadline. Cubs have to do that in free agency, but that doesn't mean you signed old guys who are coming off injuries like Jake Arrieta. Not those. You don't answer nine million dollars on that. You go after guys who were great. You know, maybe a year or two ago, maybe they had an off season. Maybe they are coming off some minor injury or whatever. Those are the guys you target because you have to. Because again, 
I do think the Cubs are going to spend. I, I obviously don't think they're going to go fucking crazy, but they, they need, at least need to have that one, one semi-big splash. If not, bleh. <laughs> 2022 not as fun as i hope it's gonna be and i mean the let's not pretend like it's not within the ricketts realm of shittiness with scrooge mcricketts in charge to go the 2022 minor league deal hope you pan out trade you at the deadline full boat season for one more so they can start collecting a little bit if daddy's calling markers in and they plan on maybe unloading the team in a couple of years getting their max value out of everything. I don't know. I just, I don't trust. I'll believe it when I believe, when I see it. Like I can't trust because every single off season it's been, we're going to spend this off season and it's been bullshit. How many, we've talked about this. How many times have they kicked the can down the road since 2018? We're going to, we're not going to spend this off season because we're gearing up for a Bryce Harper run or uh, you know, next, no, no, next year, next year. We got to, you know, wait, we didn't get a bullpen next. Well, next year now, wait till next year's become the spending uh, cry for the, for the Ricketts really. And so I, I just, I won't believe I'm, this is, four, this is winter four of them saying we're going to spend. So spend. No, 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 no. See, I, I have to stop you there. It's not. They they haven't said they're going to spend in years before. They haven't. That's, that's that that was the the Harper stuff. They were like, uh, uh, mm. nope. Nope. Really? Yeah, I remember. Do you know why? I, I, remember I, I swear that Tom Ricketts literally in his stupid press conference about the marquee network made it very clear that that was going to allow the Cubs to open up the pocketbooks. Again, but that, again, that. 2018, or after the Cubs lost to the Rockies in the wild card game, we we heard the Theo Epstein, you know, rec- the time of reckoning is coming, and then nothing fucking happened. And the very first thing that happened right at free agency started, the Cubs had to trade True Smiley to the Rangers to pick up Cole Hamill's $20 million option. And everyone wrote, the Cubs will not be spending a lot of money this offseason. They didn't. The next year, there was fucking zero. There is nothing, <laughs> and the Cubs didn't do anything. So, so we actually have a direct question with the player's name. We've been getting shit on in the comment section tonight. It's been actually very enjoyable. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm going to take but, a shot. Uh, um, our guy, very good friend of the show, my guy, little Yumper there. Uh, although, yeah, I'm not pronouncing that name. Is it Sia? Aldo, what do you think about Sia Suzuki? Uh, if he's good, I honestly, I, I don't, I haven't read up on him, but I heard he's one of the best players in Japan. I think, right, Japan. Um, at this point, again, Cubs need does Cubs need basically help like at every fucking position and group that they have. If he's, if what, he's uh, a solid Hiroshima. fit, sign him. Does he, he oh. plays for the Hiroshima yeah. Cart. Um, he's twenty-seven years old. Um, he what do you mean? Is, on what beef love? Just I said, so, sign up. <laughs> here, no, um, I'm just saying, no one would know. You'd be like, oh, yeah, dude has great pop, uh, runs a <laughs> 2640. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. Oh, we're gonna I, 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 I read your I read your comment wrong, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he's probably a solid power hitter, power's gonna or the context skills are gonna translate to MLB. Uh, our guy, uh, our guy Evan Altman says he wrote this. He said that he's a different case and he's very balanced. Who's only 27 because MPB requires nine years of full service to reach free agency. Many teams won't post players until they're past their prime season where him being a 27 year old. So he's actually, he's 27. I said 29. I apologize. He, they were comparing him to Yoshi Sutsugo. Um, uh, yes. He just the race and he was bad. Over the last three seasons, he has 91 jacks, 82 doubles, 
260 walks and 240 strikeouts. Where does he even play? Like, I don't. He started playing at the he, uh, the Hiroshima Carps, and he started no, playing. No, 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 no. I don't. Not like physically. Where? Like, what position does he play? Oh, he's uh, a uh, third base, shortstop, and right fielder. Outfielder. He's an outfielder, according to this. Baseball Reference says he plays third, short, and right field. Okay, so it's a I think it's primary primary outfield. Yeah. Yep, and. Yeah, and then the, year, the Cubs would have a, if, if 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 Ian Happ gets his contract, which he will, that means that they would have three primary outfielders all left-handed. That's not a great recipe for total success. That's very so. This would be a really good boost into this. This would this would probably be a replacement for the Hay for Jason Hayward. I think. I feel like the White Sox three positions is the it's like so unbelievably it's the same obvious. thing for the past two years. Yeah, second base, right field, more pitching. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just fuck, dude. I also, mean, Carter Hawkins, by the way, is a development minor GM. So that that actually makes a good sense. Well, that's right. We haven't really talked about Carter Hawkins. Correct. The best new hawk in Chicago. Oh, that's For, the kid the Cubs hired. Former yeah. Guardian. Uh, or, that's not that, guardian. Or, yeah, roller, or not guardian roller derby team <laughs> I'm so rooting for that roller derby team I hope right? they take them yeah. to the fucking cleaners yes Ortega how by the way. stupid though you, uh, you tweeted out like how, how did no one check apparently someone checked and they just thought like we're going to throw them 10 G's and they're just going to fuck off oh my god I don't know that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because of- no, I, I'm right with you, though. I hope that roller was it, it was uh, what is it? A roller um, female roller, roller derby team. Roller derby, roller baby. Derby. I hope they. No, I'm, I'm right with you. Me? Take them to the cleaners. Get get millions for them. millions. <laughs> and they own all the social media handles. Yeah, yeah. That's the best part. No, they have the domain. They have everything. They have- everything. I'd be like, fuck you. We're not even going to start talking. You for know what I would do? Like, hey, ten million hey, on the table. What- yeah, I'll, we'll license the name to you. <laughs> yeah. so, and and uh, over, them, uh, Cherizi lets us know that. Oh, I'm, I'm, we're going back and forth on that button. The roller derby team has been offered four figures. Smooth four figures. You yes, it the was R2D2 doll, um, a uh, Luke Skywalker, a Darth Vader, and a Yoda. Those are the four figures they were offered. Oh, my God. If I was that role, I would be so happy right now i'd be like oh my god you guys they were like the happiest I mean, people when they made the yeah. announcement back whenever they made it they're like the wait Go- what you're gonna be oh. the what when the golden knights named golden knights they got sued by the army that got settled i did see that so that, that's a little different dude army's got government money we're talking about a female roller derby team <laughs> in cleveland i'm sure i wouldn't even i'm not you, even showing up to the litigation if i'm the owner i just buy the roller derby the team. buy the roller derby team just buy it it's probably cheaper than a lawsuit. No, that's the thing. The, roller the price of the team like, is $10 right. million dollars now. Yeah. You want to buy this team? $10 million. <laughs> Wasn't it in the league? Uh, what's his face? Has uh, sure. the Cowboys domain? Uh, yes. Yeah, some... Taco? What was his name? <laughs> his name was Taco. That guy was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I remember like when they announced that they were going to change their name, there was this dude that went and like bought a bunch of domains because he thought oh, that's yeah. what the team name was going to be. And he thought he was going to get rich because he could just sell them the domain. Once they changed their name, I still think they should have went with spiders. So I hope this fucks up for him. Spiders have been rad. Well, they, there's already like, if you go, there's people made mock designs for the spiders uniforms. They're fucking cool, man. Like it's a good, 
Yes, I understand the Guardians. I know I understand that it was you know it's based on the the, the gargoyles or whatever that are around the city and the, you know the art sculptures on top of the buildings or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's totally understandable. It's it's obscure, but Clevelanders know. I just wish that a team would finally have the sack to go out and name themselves the Akbars. I, I want to Cleveland Akbars would have been my vote. Can someone in the comment section please explain to me why this dude? dressed up as the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is on every other tweet on my Twitter feed right now. I know oh. it's, it's wrestling. I don't know. I don't follow wrestling at all, but like, it's all over the fucking place. Some dude showed up dressed up like the Marshmallow Man and then like snuck up behind a dude and body slammed him or some shit, but like all here. these people are fucking tweeting about it and it's annoying as shit. I don't know why. I don't get it. Anyways. Are they, are they tagging you? Do they want you to know about it specifically? Or, or? No, it's just, it seems to be a very big uh, Wait, topic. Oh, you're, you're just trying to, get, you're trying to dip your toe and get a little bit of a feel of the, of the current uh, uh, pop culture references going on on the, on the no, social. I just want to know why the fuck it's a big deal. I really. That's Wait, where much, did this happen? What's going on? Twitter, oh, yeah, I see like, it now. Some I see wrestling now. thing, like some dude. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, I mean, it must be some. He must be a. He's out of second on that, by the way. That's on the exchange. I don't know if you watch that. That's on the exchange. But. He caught it. It's just on the exchange. That's that's an out of second. Yeah. But that's what we just mentioned earlier. This is where the defense comes in. And Mm -hmm. this is another reason why Houston's playing right now, is that team is defensively sound. You know what I mean? Like, we saw it, it was very prevalent in the White Sox series. They have a fan. Maldonado is such a fantastic defensive catcher. It is so enjoyable to watch him work behind the day. A plus I, nickname too for a catcher. A plus nickname. Speaking of Martin Maldonado, <laughs> I saw Cubs legend. Uh, I think he went like over Jorge Soler. something. Um, I saw this uh, article. I think it was written. By, actually, I don't, I don't remember if Jordan wrote it, but it was on Sox on 35th. On 35th. <laughs> Or thirty fourth. You can get off. You can get off. Sister website. Socks on Addison. Yeah. Socks on Irving Um, Park Road. Martin Maldonado, a more available catcher than Yasmani Grandal? Question mark. That was an article written not sarcastically. Although ducks. I'm just bringing it up. I didn't. He's definitely. He's a better defensive catcher without a doubt. But Yaz is better at the dish. I mean, mm-hmm. if I had to pick one, I'd take one all. <laughs> if you're going defense, you go with Maldonado, obviously. But yeah, I mean, if I'm starting a team right now, I'm picking a catcher, and I had to pick out of those two, I'll probably take one all. <laughs> Are they doing okay? So I, I might have some context for you. So I've seen a couple other pictures because yeah, dudes rolled into the ring dressed like Ghostbusters because it's Halloween weekend. So someone came in pretending to be the State Puff Marshmallow Man, but apparently somebody is in the state puff marshmallow man takes off the mask and he's he's hiding behind the ghostbuster guy and he's about to brain him from behind like you know like he snuck in in the state puff marshmallow and he's gonna so he's for gonna, all the diehard AEW wrestling fans that was I don't know who Adam it is. Hangman oh, Page there it is okay. oh there it is that's what I that's the answer I was looking for that's what I needed hey guys wrestling's back kind of kind of I, yeah, great I, slide at third on, on this on this play right here at third. If you're watching the game, what a great slide. That's he goes be back a, the bag. Question, Zoe, Zoe, when's the last time you regularly watched wrestling? Oh, I was single digits. Like, they I was didn't like, it on the uh, No, I probably watched a little bit in high school. 
Yeah, because you, you watched like the NWO. That was late 90s. Yeah, that was late 90s. Yeah. Well, I graduated. I was out of eighth grade in 98. Okay, okay. My wrestling knowledge ends in 2000. All right. Were so, you a WCW or WWEF guy? Well, I mean, mostly WWFE, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but but the WCW sports in the late nineties was was the place to be. I mean, with Eric Bischoff and the and the NWO, that was next I level. Sable, but, Sable was one of the chicks, right? Sable, yeah. Was, uh-huh. yeah. I this is how I convinced my dad to get cable. It was dad, the Cubs play on WGN every day. You can watch them. And secretly, I really wanted to get the WWF. So I wanted to get the 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 um, WrestleMania two. It was WrestleMania two. And I need. I wanted to get it. I needed. I needed, I needed. I needed that Bundy uh, cage match. Um, was it? Who was? The, who was the? Uh, never yeah, it was no. King Kong Bundy versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah, who was the guest the ref though? The the guest ref of that fight was somebody too, and I'm trying to remember. Who it, was. it was somebody. It was a somebody. It I think it was like yeah. They always they would always do celebrity. It wasn't Donald Trump because I think he was at one point on one of those one, one of those. Then you got chokeslam or something. But. Yeah, I think they did. They did WrestleMania four and five in New Jersey. His hotel. That was when Ricky Steamboat beat Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was, I was a big a, Bret Hart guy. I like Bret the Hitman Hart. Hart. Oh yeah, yeah. Him and Shawn Michaels. That was my jam. The first, the first pay per view I saw, it was like recorded. It was WrestleMania twelve. <laughs> that was like my first like. Oh, this is wrestling. I was like, oh, all right, all right. oh, this is wrestling. Uh, do you know what that show <laughs> featured? It featured uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Goldust in a Hollywood back brawl, and they had the OJ scene like put <laughs> in. <laughs> it was like they showed like I think Goldust like got in a gold Cadillac or something, and he like drove off, and then they had uh, Rowdy Piper get in a bronco like chasing after him and then they just cut to the actual oj like scene of him getting oh, chased i was watching you the nba what? finals when that happened i misspoke by the way it, i was talking about wrestlemania 3 with the team <laughs> macho man he beat hercules hernandez in wrestlemania 2 that was oh. great that because that was when yeah andre the giant won the the battle the nfl battle with his refrigerator perry went over that was another reason i how i argued that did my dad get pay-per-view and watch the fight watched the event was the refrigerator Perry was in the battle Royale and got thrown over the, they got the handshake. They pulled him over the top rope with a handshake. He he threw somebody out and they gave him the handshake. Do you guys remember this? No, no. Anybody remember this? I didn't, I don't know much. About Fridge, I, I remember who Fridge knocked out of the ring and the guy's like, Oh, great job. Or no Fridge got knocked out and he said, okay. And he shakes his hand and fr- a Fridge pulls him out of the ring over the top rope. Was it big John stud? Oh, I don't know. Oh, hold on. Uh, I was watching the NBA Finals when they cut to the OJ Chase screen, and I was bruised. My dad explained to me like what the fuck was going on. Did he bid on the Rockets? Uh, no, I don't think I had an account yet. Yeah, not you, Zoe. No, no, he was. He had to explain to me. I was like, "Why the hell are are we just watching cars?" Yeah, why are we watching cars driving? I just want (laughs) to fucking watch basketball. I don't want to tell you what I was doing downstairs with somebody. When the OJ Chase came on TV, congrats on the sex. Uh, no, 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 no. That was definitely not sex. No, no, no. This is actually one of my more awkward regrets as a as a teenager because I I actually failed at all the social cues all at once. Congrats on the over the pants hand job. Nope. I didn't take the cues. That was actually the yeah yep. worst. 
Yeah, Peter, I definitely Peter did. Went out with 30, so I was fine. And we made up for it. So. I definitely watched the 30 for 30 on the OJ Day chasing. That was very well done. That was a good one. Um, she stayed for dinner that night because we were just, we couldn't, no one could leave. Dude, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, for the White Sox, I really think it's going to be Cassianos, Nick. Cassianos. How confident are you that the Sox are going to spend a big contract like that? I got to think they're going to open it up a little bit more to get as far as they did and to have it explain or have it end the way that it did, like so poorly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would, I'd like to think, I'd like to think. Where does this confidence come from, Zach? Just the dumb part of my brain. <laughs> I'm so glad you like to think. That's wonderful. Because like seriously, I was thinking like about last think. year. I'm like, oh, they signed Adam Eaton. Obviously, that was like the cheap move. But like, they did want to sign Jock. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I think Jock was only going to be like a one year plus the option deal. It's not like it was going to be a yeah. huge deal either. And yeah. like the last big deal was Grandall. So like, obviously, they did spend after you know going after the number one guy at yeah. a position. If they can, if they can land one of Cassianos or Conforto, that would be a huge W. Is Conforto free agent? I believe so. Yes. If he is, that is another guy I want the Cubs to target because that's a guy who's coming off like a like pretty bad year, I think. Who's been yeah, good in Conforto's the past? Conforto's a free agent. He's yeah. eligible for a qual. Uh, he's eligible for a qualifying offer, but he's definitely a free agent. There is no. I don't think there are. Uh, I don't think so. But no, I, that's a guy that both teams should target. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would take either one of those. Um, I've mentioned Chris Taylor's name, and I know that's like recency bias because of, but he's actually been a really and good he's been solid for utility many player. years. Yeah, yeah, for the Dodgers, I think a versatile player like that would be great to have. I mean, I know we got that in Larry Garcia, but if we can have like a better version. Of Larry Garcia, that'd be pretty dope. Hey, Larry Garcia was like top twelve hitter after the deadline or something, right? That says a lot about what <laughs> the happened team, the after team. the fucking deadline. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're gonna. Are you? I know this is way early. Oh, another one. I like the. I'm still gonna keep beating this drum. Is the Kimbrel for either Gavin Lux or Cody Bellinger? Okay. Okay. Kimbrel to the Dodgers. Dodgers need him. Dodgers could use him. Are you at all worried about the not the not the relief pitching, but the starting pitching? Oh yeah. I mean, Dallas is cooked. Dallas isn't even cooked. He's cooked worse than those ribs that Fitz was jokingly putting pitchers up of the other day. <laughs> I mean, he is fucking dust, dude. Um Everybody saw what happened at the end of the year. Everybody saw what happened with just the pitching just burned out, dude. Yeah. And I do think it's a bit different because obviously, you know, I think I think we finally got to the point where like, remember all the talk uh, in string training was like, how, how are the pitchers going to handle the weird 2020 and like the transition yeah. of pitching a lot, not pitching, pitching a little. So like I think we we finally saw like the end result there like where guys were just and we're seeing it all over baseball you know McCullers just dead yep. and then um, or not dead you know arm uh, but yeah but like the one pitcher that I, who was great for you guys 
And I kind of could see it going not Raylo. all the way bad because I think this will be decent. Raylo. I kind of see the Lance Lynn regression coming. He's not getting any younger. No, because he was fucking amazing. Yeah. There, you, there is no way you can expect that again. <laughs> like that type of production. I still think he could be good. But like be, he yeah. was fucking awesome. I wouldn't doubt of him having a another big first half, like after having a rest, whatever. Like, and you know, his knees fucking up and everything like that. So there's definitely gonna be a regression to the mean for him, without a doubt. I mean, I think Lucas Giolito will be solid. I think Cease is gonna be actually better. Um, I mean, that's a solid one two you can work up there. Lynn will be fine. I'm Lynn will be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Dallas is dead money. Okay. Um, Kopech, it's I think now's the time to make the jump. Yeah, and that, that's uh, the thing, like that's kind of another question mark. because yep. he hasn't been in the starters role in like three years. Right. So it'd be if he goes a full off season though, like knowing he's going to be yeah. a starter this year. See, that's the key. That yeah. Time to prepare now. He's, that's he's, that's he's a fine. big one. Um, yes, I understand. Kimbrel's not going to warrant that return. It'd obviously be Kimbrel. Mm-hmm. Plus some other pieces, but Kimber from um, Madrigal? Just Kim- trade backsies. Yeah, just like, no. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be all for it, but um yeah, I mean I'm very curious to see what they do to fill the second base. Cause yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. Do you think I Because they've already coming out with people saying that they're not going to pick up Caesar's option. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think that's a good sign. Cause right, that's like, I Hey, agree. obviously there's a hole. You, you, there's no way that you're going to be like, yeah, Larry Garcia starting second base. <laughs> so Beef, I think that's I a good would have sign. to retire with my fellow nerds in the nerdery on our calculators <laughs> and abacuses and whatnot to determine the amount of innings. I expect out of Michael Kopech in 2022. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. Again, I think it'd be a huge difference maker for him going into a full off season, knowing that he's going going to be expected to be a rotational starting pitcher next year. Well, I was going to look up uh, just for reference in uh, this past year. Uh, Cease made thirty two starts. He pitched one hundred sixty five innings. Okay, I don't see Kopik doing that. And then in 2020, obviously the shortened season, he had 12 starts, only pitched 58 innings. Okay, well, somewhere in the middle. So in the middle, would be like <laughs> around 130. Okay, I'll do the combined. His first, Dylan C's first two years, 26 starts, he pitched about 131 innings. Okay, so that works. But again, yeah, that was that was a fully healthy Dylan. They could piggyback him with Lopez, but I, I'm I'm kind of over this whole piggyback starts bullshit. I understand why they do it. I get it. I understand. It's just let these guys go do their shit. But they definitely are going to start sign a starting pitcher. I think mm-hmm. they're going to go. Again. Well, hey, I think you know. I'll I'll rephrase the. Don't think about the innings, but would you would you feel confident being like, we expect Michael Kopech to make 25 starts next season. And like you'd like that that's you should guarantee that, or like you feel that that's a guarantee. No, nothing's guaranteed, man. <laughs> Especially with his well, no, track but, record. Out of, okay, look yeah. at Lucas Giolito. You you pretty much expect Lucas Giolito to go out there and have thirty plus starts, right? 
Right. So do you starting next season? Do you think Kopech can get you, let's say, twenty plus starts? I feel way more confident in saying twenty plus. I mean, his injury history is a lot different than Lucas. No, it's not actually. Just the, I think just the Tommy John. Huh? Didn't Lucas have Tommy? Lucas had Tommy John. Hmm. Little had Tommy John. Yeah. Yeah. So. Tommy John. Tommy John's not like what it used to be, where it was like a. I think Tommy John is almost. Uh, an inconvenience at this point in, in the where the science is at. So right. You almost you almost can say I mean, there's people that get that's a great way to put it. It's just an inconvenience because all these dudes are coming back from it with fucking Better. rockets yeah. attached <laughs> to their fucking and, Yeah, I was just saying you're you when they're doing the balancing of all the all the different tendons and muscles, they end, they tend to actually add velo, like because they're right. isolated. And so when Lens that isolation becomes a uh, a thing, I know uh you know you've seen guys that come back, yeah, from the injury and like, wow, he just added a couple ticks to that fastball. Well it's just because they were working harder on one area, but you can't just work with that one area. You have to keep everything balanced. So you work as hard in other areas. So the other areas that aren't hurt are getting the same training. The area that's rehabbing gets, and it just builds. It's, 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 a, it's, I love it. It's one of my favorite things. It's, but you, this isn't like, it's not a, a death sentence anymore, at least. So, and that's what yeah. you see. Oh, I got one when I was a sophomore in college. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the, oh, it's definitely not a death sentence anymore. What, not even close. If anything, it's especially if you catch it earlier. And then there's all of those reports though of these kids in high school like getting it done on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. It's awful. That's what I was gonna say. That that's a that that was a weird trend. Yeah, but that was that, fucking, that was a thing. That's strange to me. But um, I don't know. I don't have a name for a starting pitcher right off the top of my head right now. But they definitely need because I don't even know what the fuck they do with Dallas Keuchel. <sighs> You know hope what I mean? Someone's like, really desperate. <laughs> hope that in the CBA, that one of the things that comes out of it is a a salary floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could, be somebody, he could be somebody's nice salary, like floor, right. like like a bump boom. up. Yeah, bump. Yeah. Say, hey, Marlins, you need to you need to spend some money. Yeah, here's Dallas Keiko. <laughs> Boom, done. Um. Yeah, but I still. The right field, I feel like the White Sox have a lot of options. Like there's a there's a lot of different routes they can go. They just they can't do the Adam Eaton again. You can't feed me you shit and tell, try yeah. me try to get me to say it's gourmet again. Like there's there's a lot of good options out there. You can't fucking go with the the cheap. You, you can't do that again. But second base to me is the biggest like enigma for me right All now. Right, well, like, I don't wait. know. I have to ask, is there a chance, like any chance, or is this like, is there, you know, do I have a better shot with Kate Beckinsale that, that the old man would open up the wallets and push it all the way up to 190, 200 million and, and say, let's go and, and, and actually put the gas, you know, put the pedal to the floor. Like, is, is there any chance is, or uh, honestly, like, is it, do I have a better shot with Kate Beckinsale? Like, I don't, I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens at all. Yeah, they could play Andrew Vaughn in right field too. I I don't think. I just like a bucket list. Know. He's like so he has a dream. He, like like the ghosts of Christmas, past, present, and future show up and like, dude, you need to win a World Series. They're close. They're very close to being a competitive team for a World Series. And I just I I keep trying to think of a player that I want to be the starting second baseman for the White Sox on opening day and nothing sticking. You know what I mean? 
I just right field. Yes, Andrew Vaughn's definitely an option. Conforto, Cassianos, all these names. You just rifle off right fielders' names, possible right fielders. But when it comes to second base, Bryson. I think there's just the one, right? Chris Taylor. Bryson stuff. I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. You guys got anything else tonight, though? I just realized we're at 120, and I just heard my kid crying. So, you guys got anything else for tonight? I just wanted to point out how the Met, no one wants to work with no one wants to be the Mets GM and, and they're asking Chris Christie for advice. So. Dude, he's asking yep. guys who have no baseball experience about advice about how to run his baseball. I, I I know that when Steve Cohen became the owner and we were like, hey, it's fucking cool, you know, this guy's like obviously a like billionaire. Yeah, he really tweets like ten times over, and it was like, hey, look at this guy, he's tweeting. It's like, oh, like it would be kind of interesting if like an owner was like that in Chicago. But mm-hmm. holy shit, what a mess. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's his fantasy team. It's a fantasy team for him. So like he's like, hey bro, hey Chris, Chris, Chris. What like you, the fact that the second base, bro. <laughs> the fact that they're barely and I don't know, I don't know the rules in MLB, like how, when you're allowed to ask for permission, but it just seems like the, the season the regular season ended and the Mets are like, oh shit, we need a GM. Let's start asking around. <laughs> That's what Nobody. it seems like. Uh, uh, do you guys have? Do you guys have? Any, uh, know anybody that wants to be a jam? They're just, they're just going to like every team's like, hey, Brewers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like, all right, guys, I gotta bounce out of here. Yeah, no. All right, ideas for all the fids. I'm so. We'll see you guys next week. Happy Halloween. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season. Get our chains, 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 get our chains